2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: All right, let's take a look back. Speaking of (laughs) the season that was, this is going to be a fun look back at our preseason predictions. You have pulled several categories. I am going to be ready to cringe at some of our reactions and see how good or bad we were. I'll let you take it from here. We have different categories to look at our preseason predictions from August or September of 2023,
4: early September. And so look, like we did this last year, it was a lot of fun. So we brought it back this year. We had uh, predictions for uh, the bears and the uh, NFL at large, just a half dozen categories that we went through. I thought it would be good to revisit those and then listen to some of the audio that we had in early September and then react to it in live action. So the first category was the bears record, uh, Producer Adam Stadzinski thought the Bears were going to go eight and nine, which we were really impressed at the time that Adam held it in and set a realistic bar for the Bears and was able to do that. Uh, And you and I, David, both predicted the Bears to finish at seven and 10. The Bears' final record was seven and 10. Here's a little bit of a a listen back to what we had to say at the time.
5: They win seven to nine games. That's a drastic improvement from a season ago. When they were the worst team in football, like that would mean they got to the middle of the league. But what I'm really looking for is a, a, a win late in the season or maybe even like three quarters of the way through the season where you say, I can see where they're going. Like, I can see where they get good from where they are now. And maybe it's a win against like Detroit in december or something like that or maybe it's a win in green bay to end the season when you say yes i can see it i can see where they're going and how they've improved and that a year from now we can predict playoffs so hopefully eight wins but i'm really looking for that that one little thing i know that's a very specific ask Hmm. so
4: david you you and i both got the record right and then studs can take his victory lap here on getting that december
5: win over detroit
4: that showed us where this team could potentially go
5: Good. Yeah, I you nailed that. Us. You did. I'm not going to lie. I nailed that. I actually <laughs> totally forgotten that I specifically – I remember saying most of that, but I, I totally forgot that I specifically mentioned Detroit in there. So, yeah, that was pretty good on my part. I'm not going to lie. Did you think that 8-9, when they started 0-4, that was going to look really <laughs> ridiculous as a prediction? <laughs> uh, No. No, I didn't think so. Because I because when they started 0-4, I – I was, I I was, maybe it was just the optimism. I was like, they can't possibly look this bad all season. <laughs> and they're, and they're, and they're, and, and, their, and, their, and, their, and you know, as we saw, their schedule really lightened up. So yeah. I think about picking really them bad. to
3: go seven and 10 is that when they go seven and 10, you kind of do lose some of the right to, to rant and to rave about how, Oh, this is terrible. This is awful. They need to change everything because they're exactly where you thought
4: they would be. You're right. You're right about that. And then so then you have to kind of filter through and get through the nuance and figure out where the areas of improvement need to be and, and what they need to do next. Um, the second category that we talked about in early September was the Bears MVP. We were unanimous on this one. We all thought that DJ Moore was going to be the guy that came in and carried this team uh, to the MVP levels for the Bears sake uh when the season began and i think we probably would all agree at the as the season ends that 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 probably uh registers as an mvp we obviously montez sweat and and dj uh, and jalen johnson have something to say in that conversation but here's a little bit of what we had to say about what dj moore could mean to the bears back in september Look at that catch that he made against the Bills in the preseason finale. It's a basic play. Find a spot in a zone, catch it 15 yards down the field. Oh, now you're surrounded by three defenders. Okay, spin out the back door, get 24 more yards. Like, we're going to see a lot of that from DJ this year. I
3: I, I know, I can't disagree because he is the most predictable offensive player. He's got to stay healthy. He can, more than any other person in that locker room, make Justin Fields better.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
3: Pretty easy easy choice. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that you always worried about was the guy you expect to play the biggest role coming through and avoiding injury to play the biggest role. And he had a career year, um, should have been probably rewarded with the Pro Bowl selection. Speaking of the Pro Bowl, but uh, maybe next year, I, I think you could have made the argument, but there were some really good numbers from really good receivers. So D.J. Moore, a guy has to settle for being the Bears MVP, not a Pro Bowler.
4: And now he gets to reunite with Chris Beatty, his new receivers coach, who he had some experience with at Maryland back in his uh, college days. So that'll be nice to see. Our third category was breakout player for the Bears in 2023. David went with first-round draft pick Darnell Wright. Studs and I went one round lower and took cornerback Tyreek Stevenson in this category both of us were bullish on what stevenson had shown uh, through training camp in the preseason and uh here's some of the 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 commentary from back in the late summer about what Tyreek stevenson could be to this team originally written down kyler gordon and thought you know what that's he's probably too uh advanced right now to be considered a breakout player in 2023 and i wrote down tyreek stevenson i've got a piece coming uh in friday on tyreek stevenson Love the way that this kid approaches things. He started off his, uh, his youth career as an offensive lineman, uh, transitioned over to linebacker, and then they needed him in a pinch to play cornerback. And he said his first year of playing cornerback in high school, he got tortured. And what did it make him do? It made him say, I want to be the best cornerback there is. And that tells you the wiring of this dude. He didn't run from failure, just as he hasn't run from failure during training camp, during preseason games. When he makes mistakes, he gets himself back up, and he plays with an aggression and a confidence mindset that is going to be helpful. Look, there's going to be bumps in the road this season for him. No question about it. There's going to be days where you go, man, that's a bad penalty. That's a bad coverage bust. And it just cost us. But that guy is going to be trending in the right direction to become a long-term starter in your secondary. i Studs Tyreek State. Stip- that's a good call trending in the right direction with an nfc defensive player of the week award late in the year right that's a a, a perfect uh piece of evidence of, of a trending in the right direction call well let's face it.
3: it they don't have any guarantee that jalen johnson is returning right now that's likely it's a definite maybe they could tag him what if they do we know he's coming back for sure the point is that Tyreek Stevenson right now is a starting cornerback and he, you know, he was in that capacity for much of his rookie season, but he's gotten to the point where you say those things and you don't really worry because he has earned the trust and he's playing at a very high level for a rookie.
4: Yeah, and so that should uh, continue to bear out as we go forward. We offered our most disappointing prediction in in September of who the player that would uh, kind of fall short of expectations uh, would be in 2023. I'll take an L here because I picked Tevin Jenkins, worried about the injury that kept him on injured reserve for the first month of the season. He came back and played really, really well for much of the season. David went with Khalil Herbert, which I think you could make an argument was a pretty good pick for for how he produced uh, in the third year of his uh, stay with the Bears. And, and studs had a hunch studs took Darnell Mooney and he just had a hunch that, that, that there was just something that wasn't going to add up for Don, Darnell Mooney in 2023. Here's what studs had to say there.
5: I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney. I don't know why I just don't have a good feeling about the kind of se- season he's going to have. And I, I, maybe it's just because I want to see him in a game and prove that he's healthy. Uh, but I, I just don't, I, and I can't really put a reason on why I feel this way. But I just – I feel like he's going to have a disappointing season. So that's, that's all I got to say about it. Like, Darnell Mooney is – and maybe – and hopefully it's not so bad that they don't even bother extending him. But, I mean, I just don't have a good feeling about it. I don't know why. Good call. <laughs>
3: You've you probably never taken such little glee in being right.
5: <laughs> yeah, I – like – and I, I even remember just like trying to think of a most disappointing player and being like I again, as you heard, just a hunch about Darnell Mooney, but I didn't think it would be as bad as it ended up being. Like like you heard me say, like I was hoping it wouldn't be so bad they're not gonna extend him, but now I don't think there's any chance he's back next season. Fascinating
4: stuff coming up for Darnell Mooney as he walks into potentially free agency in in a month to figure out what the market is for him. I would imagine that he'd probably be having to play on some sort of prove-it deal in 2024. I also think there's a lot of people around the league that think he has a potential to have a quick bounce back and a new scenery and a new offense and 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 with a uh a structure around him that that allows him to show off his gifts it'd be really interesting to see where he goes in 2024
3: one more question about mooney do you think that you you mentioned the new receivers coach Beatty? you have a new offensive coordinator you have you know a new direction offensively potentially with a new quarterback could ryan poles who values the work ethic and professionalism let's face it mooney Had one game where he talked about being lackadaisical, but he's not been a locker room problem. Could they give him a prove it deal? Could he be on a shorter term deal with the team that drafted him and try to re, re, you know, invigorate his
4: career? Theoretically, yes. But then, you know, one-year prove-it deals usually uh, land in the player's lap with the player choosing uh, amongst where he wants to go. You know, and he may want a new set of scenery, particularly if it means restarting completely uh, here in Chicago. So we'll see where that goes. Okay, because the name of the podcast is Take the North, we always pick who's going to take the North when the season begins. Uh, You two guys were were drinking the purple Kool-Aid back in uh, August and September. Thought the Vikings were going to repeat as champs. I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you that there was a group over in Motown that was going to do things. Here's the uh, discussion about the Detroit Lions and their prospects for 2023. Dubs proved my point here, David, because when you talk to people uh, everywhere, and and in particular in Detroit, the only knock that people can come up up with for this year's Lions is that they're the Lions. It's the helmets they wear, it's the jerseys they wear, it's the organization they plan. I get it. I totally understand it. January 5th, 1992, think of where you were on that day. That's the last time the Detroit Lions won a playoff game. So Studs makes perfectly <laughs> rational arguments about prove it. Uh, you know, I'm the see it to believe it guy. He's, he's making the argument. See it to believe it. I get it. I understand it. But they look like the class of this division roster wise, talent wise, depth wise, the direction they're headed. Last season's finish was was significant in terms of uh, the momentum that Dan Campbell and that group wanted to build with culture. And I think it's going to carry over obviously in a division that doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. And they are going to go ahead uh, win 11 or 12 games and, and and take this division. Good call. Taking a little bow here. Take a little Good bow. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> that's a
3: very, very nice bow. Um, I also might remind you that I know they did win the division and they did win a playoff game. And 12 games. But the reason they're not in the Super Bowl is because they're the Lions. They're the Lions. Okay. <laughs> they, they, made, they, they brought back Lionsing as a verb for one afternoon in San Francisco or else they'd be playing in the Super Bowl. They blew a lead and they reverted to form.
5: And I I just want to add on that I still can only pick a team with Jared Goff as their quarterback to go so far. <laughs> I I really like that's about the limit right there. What they did this year until I see it until I see. It. I know he's played in the Super Bowl before, but and he had the whole dive down and he's he, he's got a, he's got a clear limit. The Bears turned him over like seven times this year. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
4: And, and and Ben Johnson has belief in him and has some unfinished business to stay with in, in Detroit. So we'll see where that goes. So that leads us to the Super Bowl because the Lions Lionsing allowed me to get my NFC champion correct. I had uh, a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl pegged when the season began. So I get a half credit. Uh, Studs went with Bills and Eagles with the, the Eagles winning it all. David, you also had the Eagles winning it all against the Bengals. And so we were kind of, trying to figure out who was going to be on the the Vegas stage on the, the last Sunday of the season and really only got the 49ers out of that grouping there. But I thought it was notable to hear the discussion we had as we were sorting through all that. And another comment by Studs that just kind of sat there in the air for four months. And here's a listen to that. I
3: think the Eagles in the NFC will beat the Bengals in the AFC and I'm not picking the Bills again, because I think if you check back the last five years, I think I picked the Bills to get out of the AFC. So I'm not doing that again.
4: I had them last year. I think I had Bills Cowboys <laughs> last year or something like that. But uh, right. yeah, I get it. It's tough. It's a tough exercise. It's really tough. In the, that AFC is absolutely stacked. And we don't even know where our it's guys. It's like the
3: AL East of the, of the AFC.
4: Friend of the <laughs> podcast, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Where does his season end? Well, and
5: the the, the the ridiculous thing is none of us picked the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs, which means they'll probably win it again.
3: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Studs, I think you win this round. You, you got yeah. three of the predictions pretty much right on the nose.
4: I, 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 that last line, just, that was great. That
5: was just great because here we are. Well, yeah, I – and I think that everyone probably learned it. like everyone, not just here in the pod, but like in the NFL, like we probably, we, we all learned a lesson this year, right? Like stop picking against the chiefs, no matter what, as long as that guy's there and he's healthy, then just, just put them in the super bowl and be wrong. If they're not there, like that's, that's my prediction. I can already tell you my, my prediction next year for the AFC Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> well, it's like Jordan with the Bulls. I mean, yeah, it, yeah that's exa-
5: exactly what it is. Daring people
3: to pick against him and and the team, and it doesn't really matter the supporting cast. The the superstars, those guys who transcend everything else, find a way to persevere and make their team a championship caliber team. And this you're seeing it this year. The Chiefs really aren't that good at all their spots. They've got Travis Kelsey. They've got a pretty good defense. They've got a really good defensive coordinator. The receivers are pedestrian. The running backs are above average, but offensive lines protecting Mahomes, but it's all about Patrick Mahomes.
4: No question. And, and stepping up to those moments and, and meeting those moments. Just to hold myself accountable, I had to go on Twitter in week one and make my picks for all the divisions and then some of the awards around the league. And I, I got five of the eight division champions right, but I took a lot of grief for two things that I put on Twitter which I have to take accountability for. I picked the Carolina Panthers to get a wild card <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC. And I picked Bryce Young as my offensive rookie of the year. Got wow. got slaughtered at the time that I made the pick. I just picked the wrong rookie yeah. quarterback to make that meteoric leap. Uh, it, it had, it, had it been, you, you imagine the grief I would have taken if I had picked C.J. Stroud and to win Offensive Rookie of the Year and the Texans to make the playoffs back in September? Oh, so my I, gosh. I'm giving myself a little bit of an out because I just picked the wrong quarterback, just like the Panthers did. I picked the wrong quarterback to to, to make the huge leap as a rookie. Uh, but I will take that L, and I will take accountability for it so people don't think that we only pull out our highlights.
3: If you would have picked C.J. Stroud and the Texans, to get to the playoffs and he would be the offensive rookie of the year people would have thought you were crazy because there's no way that a rookie quarterback could be plopped into a team with a good defense that and a just def- three games yeah a three game season three win season with a defensive head coach they're not going anywhere how could you envision
4: that yeah i wish had i gotten that one right there would have been a hong kong ceremony for an entire yeah. episode here but so it'd be and off we go that's fun predictions are fun